Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Ann Ortley here at the Bright Red Desk. I'm on the mend from COVID and feeling better. I'm still coughing, so hopefully I won't cough much today in the podcast. And my energy is not back. I'm used to my out-of-bounds Mars on the 11th, which is like, go, go, go. And now it's like, <clears throat> Ann, go to bed. <laughs> so I do. Um any rate, today is uh, April 16th, 2020. We have a very powerful week ahead of us, and we're going to talk about it. And in about an hour at 7.30, I'll be doing a new moon uh, webinar. There's a new moon on Tuesday, a very, 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 very juicy new moon in Leo with sun and moon and Mercury and Leo all trying to Mars, all on the ascendant in first house, fifth house. So it's a really powerful moon, at least in the one cast for New York and the East Coast, Washington. But for all of us, you know, new moons represent new beginnings. And every month we have a new moon <clears throat> in each of our houses. Last month's new moon was in Cancer in my house of health. So I had my little adventure with the Valley of COVID, in the Valley of COVID. Uh, and now with it in seven, hopefully I'll be able to get back to work and see clients. Uh, I haven't started really doing that yet because I don't know I don't know what my energy is going to do on any given day. But I am podcasting, and I've been doing my writing, and I've been sleeping a lot and drinking a lot of water. So um, forward into the forward into the week. Um, the week ahead, of, as we noticed last week, you know, we were talking, I don't remember which podcast I talked what on, but, um, you know, Joe Biden announced on Tuesday, which was a lovely Taurus moon um, with a great closing aspect, uh, that Kamala Harris was his, um, vice presidential pick and she has a really interesting chart we have a timed chart for her and on the day that it was announced 4 17 p.m as best i can tell from uh you know the twitter feeds and all those things out there that give us the moment to moment east coast time um the, the transiting moon was right on her progress moon in taurus um, which is a lovely, you know, kind of affirmation, plus the nodes were angular right on her ascendant, descendant. She's a Gemini rising, um, as one might guess, because there's lots of ways to say her name, most of them incorrect, but you, once you get it, it's comma, like the, like the punctuation mark, and la, comma la, that's how you do it. Um, but a, having a last name that lots of people mispronounce, or Telly, or Tilly, or Tolly, and, uh, you know, if they don't know how to say Ortley, I go, I'm sorry, she's not home. You, you don't know how to say my name. You don't know who I am. So we saw her get picked. We saw her get uh, nominated on a lovely Taurus moon. And um, as Mars approached a square to Pluto, this week Mars approaches his square to Saturn. Now, remember, Mars, and, Mars met up with the COVID clump. In March, that's when we really started the, the worldwide awareness of this pandemic. And he was in Capricorn back then. And he met up <clears throat> with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in, in late Cap. And now he is in what we call an opening square to them. And he's going to be there till January. Okay, So he's going to square these, the COVID clump three times. Right now is the first pass. And then when we get to September 9th, he's going to station, Mars is going to station to go retrograde, and then he's going to square him a second time retrograde, and then he's going to square him a third time after Mars goes direct on March 13th, all the way through January. So this is the beginning, and so we always find out with the opening salvo of this opening square, it's a crisis of action where we're asked to take action about things. So think back to March and what was going on then. 
and you should be feeling like, gee, yeah, I really do need to take action on that. Right around right around March 21st, when when the sun went into Aries. Um, but this week we had the Pluto square today, literally, and also Mars hitting up with Eris, the goddess of discord. And then we have, and Uranus stationed on Saturday, kind of shifting our direction. And Uranus is at 10, which is right on Kamala's progressed moon in Taurus. So that's always an interesting thing. It's stationed on Saturday, um, and it's going to be retrograde until January, until we get into Capricorn time. Um, so it's an interesting time. We're in a very swirling time. And as the opening squares always ask us to make choices, or at least to make a plan, you know, and sometimes you can't make a choice because you don't have enough information, but you can make a plan. And that, I think, is really what you want to focus on this week. Well, what's the plan? I don't necessarily have how I'm going to get there. And in some cases, it may be, no, I'm kind of done with that. I'm not doing that anymore Um, because it is an opening square, which presents to us an opportunity to make a choice around what we're going to continue to act on or what we're going to continue to act toward. You know, because it's a square. You know, squares are action-oriented, but sometimes we turn and fight on them. And other times it's best to take that energy of, boy, you're really annoying the heck out of me, so I'm going to go do this thing over here because this is what I my vision is. And to take uh, with Mars and Aries and his really favorite, favorite sign, giving him permission to have his head and to say to your Mars and Aries, well, what do you want to do? So in my case, you know, I get up and I go, okay, I'm going to da 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 and then my Mars goes, no, you're not, you're going to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm being very docile with my Mars and Aries right now, um, recognizing that my, and my understanding of what's going on in my body is very different than Mars's understanding right now. So it's also when you get the no, kind of going, oh, okay, not that, huh? Well, then what? Hmm, what do I want to move towards? Because this is an action-oriented square. It does want us to take action, right? So earlier today, you know, I, I uh, hopped in the shower, and I had broken my foot a number of years ago, and I had a little bench for when I was showering with my broken leg, my broken foot. <clears throat> so I got that bench out. Being a Virgo, I never throw anything away. And I sat in there, and I just scrubbed my body. I just scrubbed, scrubbed, scrubbed. I got out my loofah. I got out my little creamy stuff. I just scrubbed because... You know, I basically, I, you know, I needed to scrub my body. I needed to scrub the skin off. Um, it, it's, it's, an, it's an opportunity for us to take action around the structures of our lives. And, you know, I sat in that shower just being in the water pouring on me and then scrubbing my little body with my loofah and my cream. And my, I, didn't, I got the Epsom salt out, but I thought I'm not in the mood for salt. I'm in the mood for, I'm in the mood for scrub. So it's it's honoring where the Mars wants to take you. It's listening to it and to kind of talking to it. Now, the other thing that's happening is Venus and Mercury are meeting up, right? And so Venus and Mercury meeting up in Leo. Everybody thinks they're right. And I'm going to just direct you to Dolly Parton, who had a billboard cover this week. Uh, and she talked about, you know, um, you know, when people – you know, not judging when people think they're right. They think they're right. They think they're right. What are you going to do about it? You have to do what you think is right. And she did this thing, you know, like she'd taken Dixie out of Dolly's Dixie Stampede restaurant, and she because it offended people, but she did it a few years ago, and she's like, all right, I, I get how that could offend people, so I'll take it out. Don't do harm. Do no harm. 
you know, act with kindness. It was a really interesting article, and I, I am a huge Dolly Parton fan. I have always loved her, and I know that's one of her, one of her song titles. And I sing it to Dolly whenever I, when I, whenever I hear that song, I sing it. Um, and so read the article because Dolly gives you some good advice on how to work in the world and uh, work with kindness, work with love, work with compassion. It's an excellent article. And um, she apparently is coming out with a new album, which I'm very excited to get. I have a Dolly Parton collection, if you didn't guess. Um, and, and Dolly and I, actually, we have the same vocal ranges. So it's like her and Carly Simon, I can sing every note. When I get to Aretha or some of those other ones, I can't do those notes. But I can do Dolly. I, can't, I definitely can't do Barbra Streisand's. But I can do Dolly. I can hit every note that girl hits. Um, so watching the energy of this week as we go forward, so that Sun-Venus conjunction in Leo, and then, of course, they're combust, which means they're very opinionated. They're going to be shifting into Virgo later in the week because <clears throat> we're entering the, um, can you believe it, the end of summer? How did that happen? It didn't even feel like there was a summer. I haven't even been in a swimming pool this year. Um, but the Sun and Mercury are both going to go into Virgo. And then the other thing with that lovely, 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 lovely juicy new moon. So definitely sit down on Monday, Tuesday, or on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, while the moon is in either Leo or Virgo, and do a ritual around creativity, around abundance, around joy, around love, around what you really love, what is really makes you passionate, what is your watermelon and corn on the cob and hot dog on a hot summer's day as the sun is setting with a little, little glass of margarita next to you. You know, what is what is that? Make a dream. Work on your dream this week. And and just, you know, light some candles. It's a fire ritual and enjoy it. Uh enjoy that creative energy, that that push into summer of summer into the beginning of fall when we start to really harvest. We also this week <clears throat> have um the planets are very untethered. There's a really great astrologer named Mike Erlewine, E R L E W I N E. And I encourage you all to follow him. I love him. He's out of Ann Arbor area. And he, he does a lot of stuff on Dharma, but he also does a lot of stuff on astrology. And this week he had a great post, which I reposted on Facebook, about the untethered nature of the sky right now, how it does not feel tethered. And he, he does a lot of work as a heliocentric astrologer as well as a geocentric. Um, and so from a heliocentric perspective, the planets are really kind of out there. So it's making everybody feel very untethered. So a lot of people are reporting really big dreams, really big, wow, I don't really know where I went traveling, especially the last few days. Um, <clears throat> Jupiter and Pluto are parallel to each other, which means they're at the same degree of declination. And there's a lot of uh, declination energy. I don't know where my chart is here. Um <clears throat> There's a lot of declination energy in the sky, which means that the planets are at the same degree of latitude above or below the Earth, which makes them form an aspect even though they don't have one in the sky, right? Because they're forming this, they're forming this kind of, at, they're on the same line. So kind of think of it as Earth spins, they all meet up, kind of like little uh, pearls on a string, right? So I think of declinations as pearls on a string. So this week, Jupiter and Pluto are um, contraparallel to the moon on the full moon. And we also have Venus parallel to Vesta, which is a lot about taking care of your home and hearth, which is why I knew I needed to get in that tub and scrub my skin off. 
And we also have Jupiter parallel Pluto. So even though they're not meeting in the sky and they're separated by a few degrees, by like seven or eight degrees, they're on the same degree of latitude, which amplifies that Jupiter and Pluto transformational energy. And they also are in aspect, Jupiter's also in aspect to the nodes. So this is a very, as is Pluto, so this is a very strong energy around, you know, how we work in a creative, expansive capacity. So it's a big week. Um, it is very active. And until Mars squares Saturn, uh, which is the 24th, I believe, um, yeah, he squares it on the 24th, we're going to be under a lot of developmental tension. Mars is also today, the 17th, or tomorrow the 17th, going to link up with Eris, the goddess of discord. And that's always good for some big eruption in the world that's usually not particularly pleasant. Uh, Eris, the goddess of discord, but Mars, of course, is in his, uh, his rulership. They're both linking up, and as Mars is trapped right now between Saturn and Pluto, he's technically, you know, there's, I was reading some old texts, and we, we call it when he's captured between them besieged, like when he, if he was in Capricorn. But apparently the besiegement also counts when he's trapped between them in a square, so he finished his square to Pluto last week, and now he's approaching his square to Saturn. So he's riding on that Saturn-Pluto midpoint, which is a lot of energy around change in the structures. <clears throat> but it also means Mars is a little besieged. So we can anticipate some arguments. You know, eh, Well, what, as I'm going to say, as you're going to say to me, Anne, what else is new? There's a lot of arguments up there. I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. Um, we also have the node of fate on Aculus, the fixed star, which allows you the south node, which allows you often downloads. People often report downloads or feel like they got some kind of cosmic inspiration or they sat there and then this thing came in and they just suddenly everything was clear. So if you have that happen this week, the node's on Aculus. You're picking up some stuff that's important and really pay attention. And it is Mercury-Sun combust. And then it is Mercury and Virgo going in, you know, the, both of them are leaving Leo and going into Virgo. Um, and sometimes when I see that, you know, it's, uh, it was interesting. A lot of times when you talk about things, it gives you the sense that you've done them. You've started them already. And so in this case, I would say to you, don't talk about it. Just go do it, right? Don't say, oh, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Just go okay, and, and, and the fire sirens agree with me. I always love it when the world backs me up and says, yeah, don't say anything. Let that fire siren go. Um, think about it. Work on it. Act on it, but maybe don't talk about it. Research it. Dig into it. Kind of figure it out. But you may find that it's best this week to keep your counsel and to listen. You know, Remember, we have two ears and one mouth. It's supposed to listen twice as much as we talk. That's not necessarily how I roll, but, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, so it, it, it is an interesting week. It's an interesting week. And it, it does have some pretty intense energies, not as bad as some of the other weeks, so that's good. But it also, because Mars is frustrated because he's trapped between Saturn and Pluto, um, he's carrying the energy also from Pluto to Saturn, right, in a square, and he wants to speak his mind. So the other part of it um, with Mars and Aries is it can be a little impulsive, impulse control issues where you can really find you're, you're running a little more impulsive than you normally do 
or you're running a little more flash anger, you know, where you just get, and then you go, wow, where'd that come from, man? Get it out of your body. Get it out of your body. Don't necessarily blast the person you're mad at. Maybe get in the car and run around the car, sit in the car and yell out loud in the car or something. But you got to get it out of you. It's a frustrating energy. And I know I've been talking back to the radio a lot. <laughs> um, what? 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 You know, and then I'm going, oh, and you know, just go to sleep. <laughs> so however you want to get the Mars out, I mean, I don't have Mars to go run around the block. So I've been yelling at things, the radio, not so much the cats. I don't yell at the cats. But, you know, think about how you want to express that frustration, that fenestration, that, mm, and Mars square Saturn, if you have it in your chart or you have Pluto in your chart, Mars square Pluto, this is a good time to know that those energies are very active because they are. They're going to kind of kick up stuff and they're going to make you want to pay attention. And that's the other part. Pay attention to what you're learning. Mercury is very active this week. He's super busy. All right, so let's do the moons <clears throat> and into the week. And do a new moon ritual. Uh, you can, the new moon is on the 18th at 10.42 p.m. at night. So you can do it Tuesday. You can do it Wednesday. You can do it Thursday. Uh, Friday the moon's void, but you can do it then, too, more emotional. Um we also have the Islamic New Year beginning on Sunday. We also have the I've completely missed the Pallades, which is one of my favorite asteroid events of the summer. I don't even know if they're still going on, <clears throat> but the Pallades were up there, so watch for them. <laughs> As I say that, I'm like, I didn't even look to see them. I never I didn't get out to see the Pallades. Ah, uh, well. Okay. So the moon this week. Today, we have the lovely moon in Cancer, and it's going void at 8 o'clock tonight. Um, and it goes void with an opposition to Saturn, and then it's void until 1.30 tomorrow morning, the 17th, Monday morning, and when it goes into Leo, and it's in Leo on Monday and Tuesday, with the new moon taking place at 10.42 p.m., and the new moon is at 26 and a half, 26, 35 minutes Leo, so right before the moon goes void. The moon goes void on Wednesday morning at 1.38 a.m., and is void Wednesday morning, and it goes void with a lovely trine to um, Mercury. So moon trine Mercury is really good for making your dreams come true, right? Think of it. When you wish upon a star. Uh, then the moon is void for a little bit, and it goes in 4.20 in the morning. It goes into Virgo, and it's in Virgo the 19th, Wednesday the 19th, Thursday the 20th. So those are good days to do your ritual too, and the moon in Virgo has a closing aspect of a trine to Saturn. Then, um, and it goes void at 11.37 p.m. Thursday night. Friday, the moon is void <clears throat> in the morning, and it goes into Leo at 5.16 a.m., and it's in Leo Friday and Saturday, and it goes void at 12.20 a.m. on Saturday morning, you know, Sunday morning, Saturday night, with a square to Saturn. Now, Leo, Leo Libra moon has been very crabby. But, you know, people were saying to me, why are the weekends so hard? Because we've been having the cardinal, the moons are in cardinal signs on the weekends, and they're forming some kind of aspect to the COVID clump. So in this case, it's Libra, which is partnerships and relationships in a struggle, in a power struggle with the COVIDs. So I want to partner with you. I want to go my own way, you know, that kind of argument. Sunday the 23rd, the moon goes into Scorpio bright and early at 616 next Sunday, the 23rd of April, and it's in Scorpio on Monday 
and it goes void at 227 with a nice sextile to Saturn. So really just Friday and Saturday are crabby. Sunday should be fine. Um, very <clears throat> stressful energy Tuesday on the new moon. A lot of energy up in the sky. The moon in Leo, of course, is forming a finger of God uh, aspect to the COVID clump in Neptune. So it's faded choices. Um and it gives us a lot of opportunity to make our choices and think about them. We also have a lovely sextile from Venus to Uranus on, on, the, on the 18th, which is a lot about what the dream is and the direction. So as the sun and the moon both form aspects to the COVID clump of adjustment, saying this is the structure, what's the heart adjustment? You want to really focus on what your heart adjustment is this week. How do I adjust my heart to get what I want? How do I change the structure? How do I let go of the structures of things that don't really serve me anymore so I can follow my heart's path? I'm good with any version of that. But it really is looking at the structures in your life and figuring out what the heart path is that underlies them. Because the things you created, you once loved. Or you once thought that that's what you loved. And that's okay. And now the universe is saying, do you still love it? <clears throat> yes, no, maybe. If you still love it, do you want to dedicate it to more to it? If you don't love it, do you want to do something else? And see, that's the question. That's the inner question. That's as we watch the world change around us, as we watch the structures all around us change, shift, collapse, and reform into new forms, we really have to hold our heart path. And if we hold a heart path, we're holding our path which is what our chart incarnated us to do, because we're all here for a reason, as Dolly says. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to just do my life, do my best life. And that's what I'm going to say to you, do your best life. All these changes are asking you to reflect on the structures you've built so far. And some of you are young. Some of you are just going off to college. Some of you are even younger, trying to go to kindergarten. <laughs> but some of you are older and going, <clears throat> it was a good structure, it was that John Denver song that's been going through my mind. I've been lately thinking about my lifetime, all the things I've done and all where I've been, and I can't help believing in my own time. I know I'm going to hate to see it end. And poem, it's Poems, Prayers, and Promises. I was a big John Denver fan. Um, so go listen to the lyrics of that song because it really makes you realize, makes you think about, like, what is the poem and the prayer and the promise and the thing that you believe in? That's what we're working on. Okay, so Tuesday's crabby. <clears throat> Mercury goes into Virgo on Wednesday, and uh, that makes him much more focused and also much less selfish. You know, we, we love Mercury and Libra, Leo, but it does tend to be a little bit me, me, me. And when it goes into Virgo, it tends to be a little wee, 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 <laughs> that shift. Um, and then, of course, Mercury in, in Virgo is going to be shortly followed by the sun going into Virgo, which happens on next weekend on the 22nd at 11.45 a.m. East Coast time next Saturday. And then we are officially in the third month of the summer season, heading towards fall. Um, so that's kind of the, the highlights for the week. Remember, Mercury combusts the sun. People are right. They are not going to want to listen to you. They are not going to want to argue with you. They're going to, uh, they're, they're going to have their opinions. You have your opinion. Just go take action the way you want to. And if someone goes, hey, 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 you go, hey, that's what I want to do. You can do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's why we're all here on Earth. We're all here on Earth to do our charts. 
So um, that so that Tuesday is particularly a little bit fraught. Just more from a an understanding things emotionally, and then once we get into that Virgo moon on the week on uh, you know on on um, on Wednesday and Thursday, that's a really productive moon. Gets a lot done. A lot of arguments Friday, Saturday with partners, relationships. But then Sunday, we resolve. We come up with a new way of thinking about stuff. And then once Mars squares Saturn, which is on the 24th, we're going to feel it building up all week, though. You know, because Mars, we feel as the approach. We feel him approaching and frustrated. and So we want to really kind of work with understanding that frustration energy and how we're going to use it in a positive way. Because, you know, that push, push, push eventually gets the baby out eventually makes the butterfly hatch. You know, you we got to do the work, Mars square Saturn. So the sun this week is rolling, and Max is right by the phone, so if we get a high-pitched beep, it's because he has decided to join me on the bright red desk. And now he's leaving. All right, that's good. Um, so this week the sun is in Leo at 23.54 Leo, and it enters Virgo, gets to about 3 Virgo by next weekend. The aspects the sun has, as I mentioned already, was the conjunction to Mercury, which makes everybody very opinionated. It also has a trine to Mars uh, on the 16th, 17th. So it's pretty clear what it wants. It's got a vision of what it's trying to do. Sun also uh, meets important people on the 19th. It has an aspect with the nodes of fate. So watch who you meet on the the 19th, especially around 5 o'clock at night, adjust for your time zone. And, And then, of course, he enters Virgo. Um, at the end of the week on the 22nd. So Sun is, you know, pretty happy. New moon, hanging out, having fun with his friends. Good moon. Good Sun this week. Mercury this week goes from 23 uh, Leo. She is, He is flying in the sky. Very fast little go, 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 go guy. And he is going to uh, 10 Virgo. So think about that. He's going 7 and 10, 17 degrees this week. Very fast, Mercury. News will be quick. Information will fly by. You'll go, wow, that was fast. Zoom, it's gone. That's, it's that kind of energy. Uh, Mercury, <clears throat> this week as he hits the nodes of fate, you want to watch who you meet on the 18th, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, adjust for your time zone. That's East Coast time. He also has, because he's in Leo, he has a nice juicy trine to Mars on the 17th. He is in a trine to Mars on the new moon, so he's very much listening to what you ask for to create it. He is in Leo, so he's a little bit, well, I want to do it this way. He'll be more collaborative later. Don't worry about it. Be a little bit like, yeah, well, this is what I want to do, and and honor that and own it. And he's got a nice trine. uh, Mercury has a trine to Eris, so he's interested in getting stuff moving and getting things taken care of. He also has a biquintile to Jupiter, <clears throat> which gives him a great deal of creativity on the 17th. So the 17th is a very juicy time for ideas. Um, he also has an adjusting energy to structures on the 18th when he runs dead into someone saying, no, you can't do it, and that's okay. That person says you can't do it. doesn't mean you can't do it yourself. You just have to adjust and then move right along and see who you meet later because then you meet whoever is going to help you do it. A um, lot of energy around creativity because Mercury is also biquintile Pluto, encouraging us. So think of it, Mars squared these guys um, and kind of fought with them. And then Mercury came along and said, you know what you could do instead? You know how like when you're really mad and you're and then somebody says something 
and you go, yeah, I could do that instead, couldn't I, right? So that's kind of this week. Like watch for the invitation to do something else, you know, that comes because you're frustrated, and that's good. Uh, as I mentioned, he goes into Virgo on the 19th around 9.30 at night, and then he's got some health aspects on the 22nd and the 23rd, which is okay, and he's got a lot of stress on the 23rd, Mercury does, because he's now in Virgo and he's forming a heart aspect to the COVID clump. So he, you know, he, he's saying, well, this is how we're going to do it, and they're kind of going, I don't really think so. And he's like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Because he's in Virgo, he's going to problem solve even if people say, well, that can't be done. And you know how that works. You know, when you've had the guidance counsel, you had someone say to you, well, you know, that'll never work. That'll never happen. And, you know, and those are always those, those, are always those famous stories where you get told, well, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. And then it does. So this may be a week where people say to you, that'll never happen. And you have to go, okay, not with you. <laughs> and go do it with someone else. Do not let the universe say no to you this week. Uh, Venus this week is running from 6 Cancer to 13 Cancer. She's pretty quiet. She's hanging out. She's a little sensitive. She's going to shift based on the moon, so that's helpful. Mars is very active, as we've covered already. He meets up with Eris, the goddess of discord. He also gets a little bit wounded on the 22nd because he parallels Chiron. That's on the in the sky, so... It's kind of a free-forming woundedness on the 22nd, and then he squares Saturn next week, but we're going to feel on the 24th, but we're going to fill the buildup all week long. And then Jupiter this week, very happy little guy. He's just hanging out at 22, uh, Cap- 18 Capricorn, going backwards, you know, hanging out, renovating, figuring out what he wants to do creatively, maybe cooking some stuff with the tomatoes or the produce from the season. A lot of energy around the rapture. Uh, with Neptune aspecting Juno this week on the 19th, like where people are saying, this could be a partnership I could do. This could be something that could be fun. And then last but not least, Vesta is aspecting the note of fate, inviting us to change our environment, change our homes, support, you know, change our, change our life to support ourselves to do better. Change ourselves, change our life that supports us in a way that makes us go, well, so I got a note from Hank, who watched me on Amanda, and he said, looks like you lost some weight, Anne. Hank and I share about our, our weight journeys. And I'm like, I did. I didn't eat for two weeks. <laughs> and now I just sweated in my bed. Um, and I thought, well, I guess it's kind of a kickstart to a diet, right? So I've been eating lots of vegetables. Hey, we'll see what happens. Um, I do have a college reunion next June, assuming we can travel again with COVID. Um, maybe I'll be thin for it. Who knows? At any rate, I wish you all a great, great week and a lot of fun. And just remember, it is very untethered out there. A lot of anger flying around. Harness the energy. Use it for your own good. Use it in your own direction. Use it for what really serves your heart. And this is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk on the men from COVID. And uh, looking forward to the new moon ceremony in about an hour at 730 information available on my website if you don't get it tonight you can get it in the next couple days and do it but do 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 use this new moon it's on tuesday night but it's got such really great aspects for creativity um really do take time if you don't do one every month which you should because you got a new moon in every house every month in the course of the year but this one's very juicy because it's so creative and it's so full of fun and it's so much about yes what's the vision what's the passion where are we going 
So take care. Wish you all a great week. Ann Ortley from the Bright Red Desk, and a big hug. And thank you again for all your prayers and support and love while I was traveling through the valley of COVID. And Faye Cochran did post on this website her protocol uh, for getting me through this. I followed what she did. She kept David alive, her husband, in March. So I did what Faye did, and I'm alive, which basically is drink lots and lots of fluid and manage the temperature. But, but you know, you, you, just, you, just, you're, you just need to drink a lot of fluid. And I wish you all a lovely, lovely week. Take care and big hugs. Bye-bye.